Kada bale brakata, zaprotos kapai, rokomande shakatai, rekano salabashande ketete, rokopa, 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 ikapando kotaya, zeketete, rokota, ikata papa, papa, papande kita, okorakatai, zata papa, mande katatos kataya. Le kataya, o sekete roko ikande salaba sheketa, roko mande shakadababa, rakaba de brokota, rokota, rokota, rebadaba sekele brakatondo sheketaya, rondo sketete, rakababande kalaba shekete ilababando kotaya, rokotande sekete. Rakata papande hei katoska pande yada bashaya rakada nde ketete rekaila basala bashete rokoba sekeila brokopande shadal brokotande nebosa rakande sedo bosh reketete rokomande salabashataya rokomande sede nebosa rekaba babande loboboshata o salabashe Rokotai, 
Mande sila brakatondo shande kele bababando korokotande kele baban ikasko pande yadadadabos brande kai kele broko mande kando salando shkatai ikando sketai mande selendo bosalabande kata roko papa yedabrokotai zidando skapande ketele brokota zabrande kele brakatondo Shadai, O Sabrakato Kota, Mande Salabrakata, Makadaba Sedo Bobo Zababando Kotande Shaikando Skapai, Brakato Skapande Ketene Bobo Shakande Kete, Roko Babande Kando Ikalaba Shatande Kelede Bo, Rakata Papande Ketete Lebrokotai, Zabrande Kados, Radababande Kando. Alabase kotosha mandes kokondos katande kelerebobos kapapande shadai lebro mandes sekei roko papa roko mande kalabashatai roko papande ketete lebrokota zabrande kalababande seko rokota makande shadabarabashande katai roko mande salabraskatai reke lebrondos kataya roko toto zibrakata mande katabar ikalabasha makandos kekei radeke lebroko Bande sabrakatos katande shadodos kapande kala oskataya rakata makando kala brando kotande shiketai rokos ketai roko bande kedebo rokota sabrakando shkataya rakadaba sekete rakandos kabande kala brakatai roko mande shadai Rokomande kando korabashande kataya zobrande ketei rokobaba rokomande kando shaikalabashande katai labrakotos ikande kedebosh lebrakababande sabrakatokota rokomande sekroskotande ketai roko yedabashande kataya rokomande skeparatskotande shatai Roko babande kele babando shatai rakadaba seketete roko mande sabroska bande ketai o sekerere bo shadabara bashade kotande kata o brakata tosa reketete roko mande kadaba sekatai rakatos reketete roko mande kalabashande ketei Rakata papa, o kalabrakata, jande kalabasoko rabashande ketai, rakande celebrakato korobo shatando sadai, radabande kelebrokota, jande sikadaba se kelebra, o shadaba, o shadaba, o kalabashe kedebos, rande kadaba kamando shkataya. Rokomande sigala brakata, jadabande keile brokota, rokomande shadai, rokomande shadai, rokomande shadai, zobrokota, zidobo shatande kitaya. Zedere baro shade kado. 
God, we give you praise and glory. Kalimarara, lift your voice, everybody, wherever you are around the world, in your homes, your cars. Just lift your voice and begin to bless the Lord tonight. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you glory. Come on, somebody, lift your voice. And those of us in the room, lift your voice and begin to bless him. In a fresh tongue. In a fresh tongue. Rekete baso kotia, rekete baso koto borikatia, sebelentwa, 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 ateninko to borikata, alo broko tebeli na hasina mahadia. Iikitina muroko sikata badia de, zebede beleketa, inde beleketundara vadia rabadwa, indara basante le beleketonda ba. Ile breke sunta la badie kwete ila zikete beletola ila bruce nanta baria kata zebreke tendele beketuriata labroso nonto borontos kebedenteka atelebelenteka tebelenteka lebreke torotananto porenteka la surie ketebrako tobo reketebrako sobroko tobraka tabra zebreke tebrako tobreke sebarantia zebreko nanta Bakurieketa, Zebre Kotaribarata, Zebre Kotilabara, Zibelebeta, Zibelebeta, Labroco Sabante Breketeba, La Curietenantariakata, La Conde, La Conde, La Conde, La Conde, Ilabroconanta Baracotanante, Eketebente Beleketorianta, Racatabariantega, Ragatiantega, Iliantoga, Cariantega, Alusaba, Alusaba, Alusabaria. Ariatega, 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 Alencro Cotonembre Ketebeleketa, Zebre Cotobaracatia, Zebre Corabasekene, Ileto, 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 Niquete Frequetenento, Racatabariato, Acotoma, Acotoma, Aleco Palailo Socoto, Ile Moriatega. Zemelikina na masuriye kete barakote bahadia Ina maroko sinara bahadie Ah we're going on a journey tonight come on We're going on a journey tonight We're going on a journey tonight A journey of 
want to hear tongues of desperation I want to hear notes of desperation I want to see gestures of desperation we have come to your table oh God and we are hungry we are hungry Would you sit in this room tonight, great one? And again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Again. Lift burdens tonight. 
break yokes tonight. Bring direction tonight. Akuriene sakati palahata. Atobanentwe. Iaka sudia tabahade. Ila koman tevedika tabodidi. La kona alebroninze. Let the word of the Lord come clearly to someone tonight. Let a word of migration, a word of transportation, speak the second time tonight and with the blessing. Let tonight be the night, Lord, where you repeat yourself from someone's commissioning encounter and this time Lord let your voice carry the fullness of your blessing let this be Genesis 22 to Abraham's Genesis 12 let this be Genesis 1 28 to Adam's verse 26 Elekoma Eleko baliaton zavrakate belinkatati al batunante bedia el belesu kuninga dadia. Tonight we come to wrestle with you and we will not let you go until you bless us. Tonight we will not let go of the hem of your garment until there is a flow. there is a flow. say to him I need you Ebata I need you and I'm standing here in the need of you I need you I need you I need you now now I need you. No, 
come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. Not the fourth. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. Ah, somebody say with me. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. We need you now. Glory, come down right now. Glory, come down right now. Hey, Bata. Hey, yeah. Glory come down right now. We want you today. Glory come down right now. We are desperate, Lord. So glory come down right now. Glory come down right now. Right now. Glory come down right now Glory come down right now Right now In this very place Looking for your power, searching for your glory in this weary land. Glory come down right now. For your power, searching for your glory in this weary land. Glory come down right now. 
We take the time to say glory. Kavod. Kavod. Weightiness. Largeness. Significance. Belongs to you. Belongs to you.
So tonight, would you stretch forth your hand, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, and finger of God, would you move through this place? Would you do what you want? Would you have your way? We will exalt you. We will exalt you. Yeah. We will exalt you. You are our God. And somebody say, and I will exalt you. I will exalt you. I will exalt you. You are my God. You are my hiding place my safe refuge my treasure you are my friend and king anointed one most holy you are my hiding my safe refuge my treasure Lord you are my friend and king the anointed one most holy because you're with me Because you're with me, it up tonight. Because you're with me, and I will not fear. And because you're with me, it up. You're with me, and I know you're with me, so I will not fear. Kati Mahata, my safe refuge. My treasure, my friend, and anointed one, and we know that. 
spirit till the work in you tonight do a work in us do a work in us spirit of grace in advance we give you praise and thanks somebody clap your hands oh you people come on and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph we bless his name hallelujah if you're in the studio you can be seated we have come to the penultimate night of the tabernacle of moses virtual camp meeting for 2022 what a journey what a blessing what an encounter, or should I say, what a series of encounters. Indeed, the Lord has been good. The psalmist says, when I think about the goodness of the Lord and all he has done for me, the contemporary psalmist I mean, but the biblical psalmist would put it this way. 
bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. For his goodness, I'm jumping Psalms now, and his wonderful works to the children of men. For if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, O shepherd, you who lead Israel out and in, thou that dwellest beneath the wings of the cherubim, thank you for shining forth. Thank you for not leaving us to move into another year unprepared and without an altar of transaction and on these last two nights we come to return to you all the glory finish what you have started accomplish your good pleasure throw your weight about Enforce your largeness. Show us your glory. Visit us. Settle here. Displace and replace to the glory of your name. And we will be careful to return to you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. One more time, somebody clap your hands, oh you people and clear your throat and shout to God come on I said shout to God if you're in the studio and you have a voice I said shout Jeremy come on shout that's it shout to God with a voice of triumph hallelujah alrighty I am going to get out of your way tonight I am very excited God has sent us a messenger tonight prepared for us and I believe that we're prepared for God and his mouthpiece a couple of announcements real quick if you would like to give to the Lord tonight in any way the details are in the video description they will also be on your screen momentarily for those of you who are regular givers kingdom builders partners tithers and in any other way to kingdom culture we celebrate you we love you we appreciate you to those of you who are joining us for the first time we put it to you that this is good ground and if the Lord leads you do accordingly uh, tonight is the first of two nights that we will be having uh, to end this year's virtual uh, tabernacle of Moses virtual camp meeting uh, with Reverend Gideon Odoma we're back here in the studio tomorrow night at 7 p.m. as well uh, for those of you who are watching us who've been following us for the last eight days you know what an amazing time we've had and we're looking to God to finish the job a reminder that our word for next year is government someone is a government government governance and governing it'll be both the theme for 2023 and also the theme for the kingdom culture summit in november 2023 and we believe that god has birthed children and in this season he is giving sons somebody say giving sons he is giving sons who will be able to serve his purpose 
in every arena of life and purpose. And if you are one of those sons, give God a shout of praise or type in the comment section your shout of praise. Finally, this will be the final uh, uh, virtual, well, today and tomorrow. Tomorrow will be the final quorum of this year. There will be no service next week, Wednesday. So those of you who follow us uh, uh, on the quorum, the virtual service every Wednesday, there'll be none next week, Wednesday. We're taking a break for the new year. The next time we come to you after tomorrow will be on New Year's Eve. Someone say New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, we're going to be here in this studio at 9 p.m. in the evening as we cross over into the new year prophetically and ready for all that God has. And so enjoy Christmas, eat the fat, drink the sweet, spend time with family. Don't go into too much of a food coma, amen. Still be sensitive. God will be speaking and pouring out. Also on Christmas Day, as usual, there will be no service here, uh, but I will be with Reverend Gideon uh, in the city of Sheffield with Pastor Musa Bako at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Victory Assembly. We're trying to see how we can live stream that service on our platforms as well. But if even if we can't, we will get the link sent out. And if you are, for those of you in the Nottingham, the Sheffield and the Midland areas, please come along and join us. And also on the 28th and 29th, if you really want to hear my voice before the year ends, I will be in Liverpool with Pastor Falao Laoye and the RCCG Love Assembly. Uh, for two special nights of glory on the 28th and 29th. Again, we'll see if we can stream those, those live on our platforms. All right, if we're in the studio, would you stand with me? With no further ado, uh, we're going to bring the vessel of God this evening who will be taking us into the council of the Lord, uh, my brother who I've come to love very much, all the way from Joss in Nigeria, Reverend Gideon Odoma. Bless you, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's um, such a beautiful privilege and joy to be uh, with you this evening. This, as you know, was supposed to be a virtual uh, meeting, but we decided to take advantage of the uh, fact of my presence in the UK in this season uh, to have this in the studio. So. I um, want to thank those of you that have been able to make it here to the studio. I want to bless everyone that is joining us online, the, um, the online family. Um, we are happy to be able to come to you from the studio. Uh, some of us are in the studio this evening. And those of you that are in the city of London, if you don't mind, you can also join us in the studio tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we'll still be doing this live. Uh, um, same time, same venue. Uh, this evening, I just want us to say a word of prayer, and then I will bring a word that I think the Lord is uh, laid on my heart for us in this season. Precious Father, we thank you for the privilege of standing before you as sons and daughters of Zion, and to be called by your name 
Tonight, Lord, I ask that you will open our eyes to the precious things of our faith that you have prepared and uh, packaged for us for such a time as this. I pray, dear Lord, for eyes that see, for ears that hear, and for hearts that are quick to understand. For thine is the kingdom, and thine is the power, and all the glory belong to you. In Jesus' mighty name, and God's people say, come on, you can say better amen than that. All right, you may be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Okay, um, the tabernacle of David, of Moses, sorry, the tabernacle of Moses. And I have followed a few of the, of the evenings when I've been uh, privileged to uh, stream online. And I can tell that God has brought us different, uh, there are different sides, different colors of his mind to us in this uh, number of days that we have done this. Now, this evening, because I have two evenings, um, I'm going to try to do a little bit of a build-up. This evening, I'm going to try to do a brief Bible study with you to set the stage for the things that I believe that the Lord will be doing in our midst tomorrow. And so, um, talking about the tabernacle, when you talk about the tabernacle, the language of the tabernacle is a language that I imagine is very popular among Christians. And so we, at the very least, have vague uh, notions of what a tabernacle is, or what we mean when we talk about the tabernacle. But I want you to follow me very carefully tonight. You see, the tabernacle is, um, it's a word that basically means a dwelling place. In both testaments of scripture, it's, it's the same thing. It means a dwelling place. It's like a boot, all right? It's like a tent. Uh, but the notion of the tabernacle, even though it is uh, a dwelling place, there is something, it's like a tent. And normally, you realize that, technically speaking, the language that you use with tent is normally not the language of building. Not because you don't build a tent, but because tents are designed to not be very perennial are, are, are things. They are, not, they are not supposed to be very permanent things. Therefore, we mostly don't use the word build for tents, even though that is the action, right? The word we use, the register normally would be to pitch, all right? You pitch a tent. It is one of the um, skills that nomads have developed so that they don't need to keep uh, uh, re- uh, revising, not revising, they don't need to keep reinventing or reacquiring every material that is needed in order to be able to put up their dwelling place every time that they have to move. So the tent is pitched in such a way that you can remove most of the vital components of the tent if you need to transition, if you need to relocate to someplace else. And when you get to that other place, you can set it back up again. So the, 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 the materials, the, the, the items that you need are movable. It's, it's like uh, there are things that you, uh, you, can, you can collapse it and then you can re-erect it. So 
in that, because of that, generally, we use the word to pitch when we talk about tents. And that is part of the idea that underlies the notion of a tabernacle. So even in the days of Moses, you realize that the tabernacle of Moses, the tabernacle that God had asked Israel to make under the leadership of Moses was something that was going to be mobile because that tabernacle was made while Israel was going through the journey from the land of Egypt into the promised land, the land of Canaan. And so I want you to understand, therefore, that even though the language of tabernacle is a language of a dwelling, basically, that's the general idea. It's a language of a dwelling. I want you to hold somewhere at the back of your mind the tentativeness of that dwelling place. Tentativeness in the sense of the fact that it is not always a very permanent feature or permanent uh, a structure even though it is supposed to provide accommodation. So, in the Old Testament, God comes to Moses in Exodus chapter 25 and tells Moses to tell Israel to bring a couple of materials and for the purpose of uh, building him a dwelling place. Um, let me try to fetch my passage. All right. Exodus chapter 25. The Bible says, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering. Of every man that gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take of them, gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skin dyed red. You know, you need, you, you need to look at the specificity with which God is uh, itemizing the, the things that must be brought in offering. And badger skin and shitting wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for sweet incense, onyx stone and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate, and let them make me a sanctuary. All right? And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So this is very important. When, when, when this whole uh, arrangement of the, the, the tabernacle or the sanctuary was going to be set up, God having given a list of the things that Moses was supposed to take from the hand, uh, at the hands of the children of Israel, he says that they are supposed to bring these things together so that they can make for me a sanctuary. And the point of the sanctuary is that I may dwell among them. There is a notion in, in the minds of so many people when they look at the way that the Old Testament, the mosaic arrangement of the tabernacle was designed. You almost look, it almost looked as if, you know, God didn't want to be with the people because there was only one high priest that could come into the Holy of Holies. And then there were just a few priests that could come into the holy place and several of the other Levites, they only walked in the outer court. And all of Israel 
could only come into the outer court. They couldn't go into the holy place, let alone go into the holy of holies. Even the high priest that went into the holy of holies would normally be able to do that once in a year. And it may look like this is such a distancing arrangement of God from the people, but the exact opposite is the case. When God was giving them the instruction for setting up the tabernacle, he said precisely, he said, let them make me a sanctuary. And the purpose is that I may dwell among them. Which means that the tabernacle of Moses was God's creative invention or creative, if you like, creative provision to come as close as possible to his people. It was not a way to stay away from them. It was actually a way to come close to them. He said, it is that I may dwell. It is that I may dwell among them and here we begin to see we begin to see the uh, 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 the old testament the, the prophetic shadows and prophetic dramatization of what is going to become the concrete experience and reality of the people of god in a future generation and i don't mean the immediate next generation but a future generation somewhere the generation to which you and i have been privileged to belong and it will still going to climax in the eschaton but you see when you see the language of verse 8 when the bible says and let them make me a sanctuary that i may dwell among them it means the whole point of all of these plenty of things that god is saying let them bring this let them bring that and it will be very interesting for you to take a study to take a study of not just the specific items that the lord was asking here but the way that god requested for this offering Everything was asked with specificity. All right? Maybe you missed it. Um, for instance, in verse 5, it says, Ram's skin dyed red. Like, it's not just enough that you are bringing the skin of a ram in this offering. When you are bringing that ram's skin, you have to dye it first. Dye it red before you bring it. And when you are, when, when you are bringing our clothes, there are colors that are acceptable. He says, this is the offering you will take from their hands. Gold, silver, brass, blue, purple, scarlet, fine linen, and goat's hair, and ram skin dyed red, and badger skin, and shitting wood, oil for the light, spices for anointing oil, and for sweet incense, onyx stone, and stones to be set in the ephod and in the breastplate. And he says, all of this is so that they can make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Now, I don't want to bug you with uh, the initial uh, commandment of the Lord to Moses to take this offering, but I still want to note to you that the whole notion of giving to God is not just like, um, you know, God is not like nothing is too big, nothing is too small. I, I know what that means, but you see, there are times when God is very specific, God is very detailed about what he wants. 
If, for instance, you have nothing that fit in the list that has been given here, you are either going to try to see how to reconvert whatever it is that you have into one of these materials in order to bring it, or you cannot bring an offering. Because God is very specific here. You see, what God is giving you liberty to do is whether you can give or not. But God is not giving you liberty as to what you can give. There are certain things that God will not accept. Are you with me? Now, God is not saying everybody must bring. No. Uh, look at the passage again. He said, speak unto the children of Israel, in verse 2, that they bring me an offering of every man that gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. So it's, 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 it's established here that God is not just asking Moses to go and bully the children of Israel to say, everybody must give something. Everybody must give something. No, that's not the idea. The idea is Moses is supposed to take from only those that are giving willingly. All right? Of every man that gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. Don't bully people. Don't cajole people. You know, don't, 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 don't intimidate people. Don't, don't blackmail people, right? Don't manipulate people. People must be giving this willingly with their heart. But there is a list. When you are willing, you are not willing to do, you are not supposed, you are not willing, therefore you can do whatever you like. That's the point. And I want you to get that distinction. You can choose whether to or whether not to, but you cannot completely choose what to. You can decide if you will give, but God decides what you can give. All right? You can decide if you will give to God, but God decides what God will take. There are sacrifices that God will not accept. There are sacrifices there are offerings that God will not accept because they do not fit into the thing that God is trying to actualize. They have no place in what God is trying to build. They, they do not belong in the architecture. They, they, they have no space. There is no space within the fabric of or the architecture of what God is trying to erect and therefore even though you are willing, it is still unacceptable. So when we cross the willingness uh, bridge, then we need to also be very specific with regards to what it is that you are bringing. And so in context, when God gives them this list, God now says, the reason why you need to take these things, and I, I wouldn't have the time to look at all of those materials, is because I need you to make me, I need you to make me, and let them make me a sanctuary. Making that sanctuary is not just, it's not like, uh, it's not just an icon, okay? This is not about iconography. It's not just an icon to say, oh, look at what we built for God, all right? It's not a memorial. Like, oh, we built that to show that, we have arrived, or our God has blessed us. That's not the idea of this building. The idea of the tabernacle is, what? Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell. 
that I may dwell among them. Hallelujah. That I may dwell among them. So, the intent of everything that God wanted Moses to receive and everything that God wanted Moses to do in the end is for this specific objective of God being able to dwell among the people of God. Now, there is a... Um, the Bible says, as we jump down a few verses... When you start to read from the ninth verse and following, you will find that God um, start to tell Moses the specifics about how Moses is supposed to go about the building of the tabernacle itself. Um, and by the time you get to verse 20. 21, just for the sake of time. In verse 21 of the same chapter, the Bible says, and you shall put the mercy seat above the ark. So God is giving them instruction of what to do in the outer court, what to do in the holy place, what to do in the holy of holies. This is what must happen in the holy of holies in terms of the furniture and the arrangement of the specific furniture, uh, furniture in the holy of holies. He says, and thou shalt put the mercy seat above upon the ark. And in the ark, thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. That testimony, that's basically the tables of the law, right? And verse 22 says, and there will I there I will meet with you. So this is like the climax of everything that God has been wanting Moses to do. It is that there might be this particular spot and place where God can meet with, can meet with Moses. So in verse 21 again, he says, And thou shalt put the mercy seat above upon the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And there... I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give you in commandment unto the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to give me your, just, just stay with me. I did say to you that I wanted to do a little bit of Bible study this evening. And we haven't even really started. So, stay with me. When, when God said, build me a sanctuary, he said it's because I want to dwell among the children of Israel. Now, how is God going to dwell among the children of Israel in the context of building him a sanctuary? There is a specific spot Okay, within that edifice that God said, it is there that I will meet with you. There, there I will meet with you. So the whole journey and the whole outlay of the tabernacle anticipates this there. This place of a meeting between the Lord 
and his people. So, there are two things going on here, therefore. Number one is that God is going to be present in the company, in the midst of his people. And number two is that people of God will be able to meet with God. You see, it's, it's like, I want to dwell among them. Okay, that's fine. But beyond that, I want to be able to have a meeting. I want to be able to have a meeting. In, in John's gospel, uh, so that I can try to start to make this relevant to you uh, as quickly as possible. In John's gospel, chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That was in the beginning with God, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and on and on. All right? Now, but in verse 14, very popular passage also, the Bible says, And the word was made flesh, and tabernacled, and dwelt among us. It's the same language from Exodus chapter 25. Build me a sanctuary that I may dwell among the children of Israel. I want to dwell among them. Build me a sanctuary that I might dwell among them. And in John chapter 1, the Bible says, The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Then John goes on to say, And we beheld his glory. All right? Glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, you see all of the elements are coming together in the New Testament and in the person of Jesus. The, the, the whole concept of the Shekinah, when we beheld, what we beheld was glory. We beheld his glory, glorious of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. Then he goes on to say to us in the 16th verse that it is of that fullness that all of us now have received and we have received grace for grace. Listen to me, people of God. I said to us that the tabernacle of Moses was a prophetic anticipation, a prophetic drama, a prophetic portrait, a prophetic prefiguration of something that was going to become the concrete reality and experience of people in a future generation and that you and I are privileged to be part of the generation that will handle the reality of that which was prefigured in, uh, 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 in the tabernacle that was done under, uh, uh, the, uh, during the, the days of Moses. And in the New Testament, therefore, what you see is almost like, um, how do I put it? You, you can draw direct correlations, direct lines. Okay, from several of the instructions in Exodus to the statements of the New Testament, particularly in the Johannine uh, 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 um, uh, Gospel and Epistle. How, whether you're looking at John chapter 1 verse, uh, verse 1, the prologue of John, or you are looking at 1 John chapter 1, it's basically saying the same thing, all right? It's basically saying the same thing. It is the fact that God wants to dwell among his people. The tabernacle is a dwelling apparatus. It's a dwelling place. It's a tent. It's a, it's, it's a place of dwelling. So when God says, I want to dwell among them, that was why he wanted the tabernacle. It's so that God could dwell among his people. 
So the, the tabernacle is one of the concrete, one of the concrete, not just manifestation, but a, the concrete expression and eventually manifestation of the community nature of God. You see, there is something in the Godhead that sometimes uh, is a little bit difficult to put to words. It's the fact that when you talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are looking at uh, three persons in one God. Now, that's something that is normally very difficult for us to conceive of because you are one person in one being. God is one being, there's one being that is God, but there are three persons in the one being. So there's one what and there's three who's. There is, for you, you are one what and one who. Is that okay? You, 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 are a, you are an instance of a human being. And this being has only one person. There's only one center of consciousness in the being that is a human being. What we are saying is, yes, what we are saying is that in God, in God, there are three centers of consciousness in the one being that is called God. Now, this is not supposed to be very complicated in terms of, at least we have weak analogies, right? You've seen co-joined twins. You've seen uh, some very, very uh, uh, fascinating, if I might use that word, scenarios of those kinds of things. There is the popular one. I can't remember their names anymore. Is it Tiffany or something? Um, um, that they, they basically, there are two persons because they have two heads, right? And they have two hearts. Yeah, we have a doctor, right, in the house. Uh, but then they, they, they have from the, from the waist down is one person. But the top are two different, they have two different heads. And they actually have two different temperaments from what uh, we, we, we read. They hold two different degrees. They hold two different driver's license. You can go Google it. Uh, they, they even did have a TV show at some point. Uh, um, and I, I don't know how old they are, if they are still there. But I did know that they survived to, be, to get into their 20s. And um, if you go online, you check. You see them sometimes riding a motorcycle, you know, or driving a car, or walking down to the lecture. Of course, eventually, even though they had different ambitions, they, had to, they, they were forced to do all kinds of things together, right? One person cannot say, oh, I want to go shopping. The other person, well, but I want to sleep. Well, <laughs> you are going to have to choose to do one. It's the same thing with the course of study. They eventually had to choose to, to study one course because they were, they were living as one being. There is one there is one. I don't want to use the word thing, but there's one thing there, but there are two persons in that one instance, one entity. Now, when you are dealing with God, there's no corporeality. That means God does not have part. There's no materiality, okay? At the highest level, God is a pure mind, okay? That means he's a person without a body. Is that okay? But in the union of the Godhead, you have one being. But then there are three persons in that one being. 
Are you with me? So that the son can send, uh, uh, the son and the, and the father can send the Holy Spirit. And the father can send the son. And the son at his baptism can have the Holy Spirit descend upon him. And the father from heaven speak to him and about him. That is why the son could pray prayers. You cannot pray prayer in actual prayer if there is nobody on the other side of the line. Is that okay? So, so the Godhead is something real. It is not, it's not, it's not like change of wardrobe. It's not like change of garment. It's not like, you know, he went, when he goes inside and wears another thing and comes out, I say, oh, he's the son. Then he goes back inside and wears something else and comes out and you say, oh, he's the Holy Spirit. No, it's not one person changing costume. The waters of, uh, 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 of Jordan, the baptismal service of Jesus, it exactly tells you that. There were three distinct persons at work at the same time. And every time you've seen Jesus pray, he said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. He wasn't talking to himself. I'm saying all of that to say to us that the idea of the tabernacle is God's intention to reinforce upon us the fact that the, he, he, the fact that he's a communal God. That means there's a community reality that is bound up in the essence of the Godhead himself that God is trying to not only impress upon us, but God is trying to share with us. So God is saying, I want to dwell among them. And that's not all. I want to be able to meet with you. It's, it's fellowship. It's, it's community. It is communion. And I want to say to you that the seasons are ahead of us. This is one of the things that the Lord started to say to me very more clearly in the last, uh, last two, three uh, weeks. Okay? It is a heightened, heightened emphasis in the spirit to prioritizing spiritual communities. Spiritual communities. It may be the case that you have survived as a Lone Ranger uh, for so long. Uh, several of us know that life. I did live as a Lone Ranger for, for so long. I was, I was fine all by myself. Or at least so I thought I was, I, I was fine. For years, as an itinerant minister, I had nobody that I could actually call my friend. As, especially from a ministry standpoint. You know, there were people that I knew, we went to school together, people, you know, but I had no friends. And I felt like, you know what, I'm fine. That did work for a while. But I want you to know that nobody was designed to survive alone. Nobody. Nobody was designed to survive alone. That lesson is so integral that we have it in the highest form and expression of reality. That even if God never created, he was still a community. Hello? God did not create so as to overcome boredom. He wasn't looking for, oh, let me create so that I can have somebody to talk to. That was not why God created. 
Because within the Godhead, there was a community that existed within the Godhead. And this is why when we talk about love being the greatest of all, you would imagine, therefore, that only the Christian faith can produce a, a tale, a picture, a narrative of God that actually lives true to that ideal, that love is the greatest of all. The greatest ethic. Love is the greatest of all. Whether but philosophically or eventually biblically, even the Bible would tell you the same thing. So the point would be this. What was it that made it possible before creation or outside of creation? How could God have been loving? If God is a, if love is the highest, the greatest, the highest ethic, it would not be appropriate to think that God therefore needed to have created in order to be able to have capacity to give expression to what is the greatest virtue, the greatest ethic. And in the Christian conception of the Godhead, we have a God that does not need to create in order to be able to love. Why? Because of the Godhead. God has eternally existed as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And within that context of the community of the Godhead, you therefore have the first ground and an eternal ground for that matter, not only of community, but of the possibility of love. And this is part of the reason I need to get back on track. <laughs> but this is part of the reason why everything is wrong with uh, some of our modern notion of self-love. All right? Uh, it's, 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 if, if it, when, when love is inverted on itself, it is not love. Yes. It's an inversion. Love, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. There, in order for, for there to be love, all right, there has to be the being that is doing the loving, and, the, the, and there has to be the being that is being loved. Hello? And in the Godhead, we find that God never needed to have created. He only created because he wanted to. Because even if God never created, God was still capable of expressing the highest, greatest ethic that there was in that community of the Godhead. So when God is asking for the tabernacle to be built, it is because he's trying to step down and bring us into the economy of that which has been the eternal reality subsisting within the Godhead himself. This is God trying to give you an opportunity to have a taste. All right? Of the greatest possible reality that has been possible for all eternity without creation. Creation was God's opportunity, was God's desire. It was the expression of God to wanting to share with another, okay? That which has eternally existed within himself, within the Godhead. Are you with me? Yeah, not with me. This doesn't look like, all right. Um, those of you online, I hope you are following me. You see, I did say that I needed you to pay attention this evening, all right? Um, 
These, 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 these are very, very important things that we need to understand. It will help us to, particularly living in the 21st century, there's a whole lot of pressure and there's a whole lot of philosophy and ideology that are being pumped on our faces by the world in which we live. Okay, I just wanted to talk about uh, self-love until I saw my time. Um, uh, it, it, is not, it is not like... You see, the Bible just says to love your neighbor as yourself, right? And people think that that means that, therefore, if you do not have self-love, you cannot love neighbor. That's not what it means. Not in English, not in Greek. That's, that's, not, what the Bible, that's not what the passage is saying. It's, it's simply just a reiteration of whatever you would have others do unto you, do the same to others, like do unto others as you will have them do unto you. It is the, it is the same statement said in another way. Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying do unto others the way you will have them do unto you. That was the easiest way to explain it. There is the proper route to it, but I thought that this was going to be much easier. And I'm not sure whether you are convinced, but you can go study it by yourself. Uh, the, the, the philosophical basis, for instance, is the fact that in order for there to be proper love, there has to be at least two entities, one doing the loving, one being loved. This is everything that is wrong with masturbation. Are you with me? You see, a lot of times, because, because is, there is nothing I'm saying now that if you are a genuine Christian, you do not believe. You, you are just, it's just that you haven't put the thoughts to it like this, okay? Because when we say, oh, this is not a wrong, this is a wrong thing for you to do, okay, self-pleasuring, all right? But Why? Why would it be different? Why does it make any difference whether there's another person involved or no other person involved? Why can't we just focus on the end product? Is a pleasure, is a pleasure. You see, it is because, number one, part of, part of the answer to that is the fact that in the very nature of love is a requirement of two entities, all right? There has to be the person doing the loving and there has to be the person being loved. The recipient, yes. And I'm saying to you that the, the tabernacle was God's God's provision to be able to bring that ministry to his human creatures. He said, build me a sanctuary so that I can dwell. I can dwell among you and that I might be able to have interface, that I might be able to have encounter, that I might be able to have communion, that I might be able to share, if you like, fellowship, that I can be community with you. And we see in the person of Jesus, the, 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 the manifestation, not manifestation, the reality of what was foreshadowed in the tabernacle of Moses. 
And the reason why uh, we will still be looking at Exodus and Leviticus and all of that is because it provides us a lot of graphic, graphic images of the things that might be lost when you are looking at the person of Jesus. But they are there in the New Testament. Uh, um, the Bible says that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So, so, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So the word was God. That word is God. But the Bible now says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, uh, the, the language of dwelling in John chapter 1 verse 14, if you have a lexicon, you can check it, is tabernacling. The word was made flesh and tabernacled, right? That, that is the action word of the tabernacle. It tabernacled among us. How did the word tabernacle among us? In order for the word to tabernacle among us, it had to take on flesh. Are you with me? Are you with me? In the Old Testament, God said to Moses, if you build me this structure, what will happen is it will provide me an opportunity to provide me a space. It will provide me something that I can come into so that I can dwell among you. In the New Testament, God provided something that he could step into so he could tabernacle or dwell among us. And in context for Jesus, that something is the flesh, the word, the word that is God took upon himself flesh and then he could dwell among us. If God is going to dwell among Israel, he said, I need a structure. There has to be a tabernacle. It is in that tabernacle that I will dwell so that I can be among my people. When that was going to come to a head in the New Testament, it was God. Now, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 9, right? In Hebrews chapter 9, um, because you already know a lot of the tabernacle uh, outlay and language, uh, I can ram through a few things before we pray. In Hebrews chapter 9, the Bible begins to talk to us from the very first verse of Hebrews chapter 9. Let me see. Uh, if my memory serves me right, should be the first verses. Yes. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made. The first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the shoebread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all. Now, give me attention here. Let me explain to you what's going on. In the, in the tabernacle of Moses, which is what is being referenced here, in the, tabern the tabernacle of Moses, hmm, I actually haven't shown you the actual tabernacle in the Old Testament, but in the tabernacle of Moses, you had, there was a courtyard that was fenced around. When you get into that courtyard, 
Then there was like a tent, like a boot. That boot was separated into the Holy of Holies and the Holy Place, right? So the courtyard was the outer court. And the courtyard had just two pieces of furniture. The altar of uh, sacrifice, burnt sacrifice, and then the lava, the bowl that contained water. That bowl was between the altar and the boot and the tent, okay? That tent that is divided into the holy place and the holy of holies is what Hebrews chapter 9 is talking about here. So I want you to follow the reading again. It says in verse 2 that there was a tabernacle, for there was a tabernacle made, the first, that is this holy place now. So the tabernacle is the tent. Hello? Hello? Hello. All right. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 26. Exodus chapter 26. I'll come back here, but I think Exodus 26 will help us to clarify this thing. From verse 1. From verse 1. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains. So this is the tabernacle here. This is the instruction for the tabernacle. Thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twinned linen. Yes, please. Yes. All right? You make the tabernacle of what? Ten curtains of fine twinned linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work, thou shalt make them. The length of one cotton shall be eight and twenty cubits, so that's twenty-eight cubits, and the breadth of one cotton, four cubits. And every one of the cotton shall have one measure. That means all ten cottons will have the same dimension. Is that okay? Twenty-eight cubits by four cubits. Is that okay? For all ten cottons. The five curtains shall be coupled together one to another, and other five curtains shall be coupled one to another. So you have like 10 pieces of curtains. Then you couple five together, and you couple the other five together. So now, instead of 10, you have two separate uh, uh, segments. And thou shalt make loops of blue upon the edge of one cotton from the selvedged in the coupling and likewise shall that make in the uttermost edge of another cotton in the coupling of the second. Fifty loops shall thou make in the one cotton and fifty loops shall that thou make in the edge of the cotton that is in the coupling of the second and the loops that the loops may take hold one of another. I know this is a lot of um, KJV jargon here. So let's assume that you have your five curtains coupled here. You have the other five coupled here. What, what the scripture is saying is that at the edge, you make loops, you make holes, if you like. You make 50 holes here. Take the other one, you come to the edge and make 50 holes. The idea is so that you will be able to Join them together by the loops. There are springs, like springs that you are going to make, that you will now put from this cotton to this other one, you know, all 50 of them. That way, you are now going to have one material. 
But this material is made up of two separate material, each of which is made up of five separate cottons. Do you get it? I need to come back and teach this thing when you guys are alive. Christmas is all over your place. All right. Okay. So let's, so just stay with me for another five minutes. All right. And 50 loops. Okay. Yeah. So verse six. And thou shalt make 50, 50 touches of gold. So that's like this, the hooks, the touches. You are going to make 50 of them. Remember, there are 50 loops on the one end, 50 loops on the other end. But you are going to make, so those are 100 loops, but you are going to make only 50 touches because you are going to do loop to loop. Do you get it now? Beautiful. And thou shalt make 50 touches of gold and couple the curtains together with the touches and it shall be one tabernacle hello hello this is this is at bottom this is the identity of the tabernacle this is the tabernacle the tabernacle is actually just a piece of cotton with 50 connections at this point, because I need to close this service, right? So let me, the things we have said, let me at least try and bring it together for you. You see, when, when you have five, 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 five on this side, remember that those fives are also made of the different colors that God had asked for in Deuteronomy chapter 25. Blue, purple, and scarlet, remember? Now, but on these five, on these 10, I mean to say now, that are made of these different colors, you also had the cherubims walked into them. So they were, there was the, they were woven and the cherubims were designed into these curtains, which is the tabernacle. It is the dwelling place of God. The tabernacle is where God wants to dwell. Is that okay? On top of that, what happened was this. The tabernacle was this broad cotton. But in order for it to have space to accommodate, it needed to have stakes. So the wood, the wooden structure was just the stake that was given in order that the tabernacle might create space for the inhabitant to be able to inhabit. And all of those things, they have serious implications. The, the, the vertical ones that stood, they stood in golden sockets and the horizontal ones that held them together were five. From the ground up, there were five. This is the structure that holds the body together. It is over it that you spread this tabernacle. The tabernacle itself is a curtain that you spread over it. And at the middle of that tabernacle was the joint where you have the 50 touches. Okay? And then the tabernacle itself had cherubims walked into its body. So the moment you entered into the space that is called the Holy of Holies, when you look all around you, you are surrounded by cherubims. Are you with me? The curtain that is called the Holy of Holies, that separates the Holy of Holies from the holy place, that curtain also had cherubims walked into it. So when you step into the Holy of Holies, you are in a space that was like the reenactment of the very presence of God. 
but that's not all. The tabernacle was made of these different clothing, these different curtains, five apiece on each side, and held together by 50 pieces of these hooks that the Bible calls in the KJV touches. 50, 50, 50, remember 50? 50 hooks, that the two separate curtains were brought together and held together by 50 loops, 50 touches. How that Jesus came to make peace by the blood of his cross, having destroyed the enmity that separated between us, and he has made out of twain one new man, thereby reconciling both to God in his cross. At what point was this made possible? The whole process began with the atoning sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus died, isn't it? And Pentecost, which was the day that the church was formally born and inaugurated, and the day that even those that were not Israelite had opportunity to hear the gospel, and 3,000 people were now brought into the fold, many of whom didn't speak uh, uh, Hebrew. Several of them were uh, 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 Hellenistic Jews. Several of them were proselytes from different places that had come to Jerusalem. Pentecost, 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 the 50th day after the crucifixion of Jesus, the 50th day, the 50th day is the day of the amalgamation of the Gentile and of the Jews so that out of two, God can make in himself one new man that will become a holy habitation for God to dwell in by his spirit. So the Bible says that as lively stones were built up a spiritual tabernacle, a spiritual house that God can live inside. The tabernacle of Moses was many things rolled into one. But for tonight, I'm trying to say it is an arrangement in God to ensure that you are not a lone ranger. So there's the uniting of the five. Different colors. Different colors. There's a uniting of the other five. Different colors. And then there's a uniting of the two sets of five together to make the tabernacle. So you can bring your color. I can bring my color. And she can bring her color. And he can bring his color. And it wouldn't matter also whether he is Jew and I am Gentile and you are Gentile and she is Jew. There is a forging together, a blending of different colors and of different kinds of peoples. This is God's idea in the tabernacle. It is that God now seeks that on the face of the earth that his people multicultural, multiracial, different sexes and gender will provide a witnessing apparatus that it will be said, let us go to Jerusalem for God is in their midst. Because now he dwells here. The tabernacle is a dwelling place. 
It was so in the days of Moses. God said specifically, the reason I want you to build this tabernacle is because that's where I want to dwell. I want to dwell among you. And I want to say to you as we come to the close of this year, that again, God is releasing God is releasing instruction out of the heavens and mobilizing and mandating that everyone finds his place in this arrangement, in this beautiful embroidery, embroidery of spiritually neat and leaning work. I don't have time to look at all of that because the leaning according to the book of Revelation is the righteousness of the saints. On top of that, on top of that tabernacle, you now had the next layer that was goat's hair. The goat's hair was made of 11. Instead of 12 pieces of, uh, of cottons, it was 11. So it can overlay it. And on top of that, you had badger skin. Is that okay? So what you see from the outside is not the linen material of the tabernacle. That's not what the sun hits. There are three layers before you come to the tabernacle itself. And then when God finally sets into the place, the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord was within and a cloud was upon it. There is an arrangement. Oh my God. We'll do this thing tomorrow. There, 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 is, there is an arrangement in the Holy Ghost. There's an arrangement in the Holy Ghost by which the, the life that we enjoy inside, there's a reality, is called glory. That was why when the apostle said, when we were able to into Jesus, the word was made flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Right when we peeped into it, we saw glory, but it was the glorious of the only begotten of the Father, made up of grace and of truth. But on top of all of that glory, there was a concealing, there was a concealment, there was a cover that was over and above it. That, that shrouded it. It is the same thing you will see in glory technologies everywhere. In Exodus chapter 14, the glory was within. There was a cloud above it. In Luke chapter 8, on the Mount of Transfiguration, it was, there was a cloud that showed up upon that mount, but there was a glory, and then the cloud was over and above it. And by the grace of God tomorrow, I will be showing you glory technologies because that is precisely what was anticipated in the command of the tabernacle of Moses. It is God saying, I want to dwell among them. And where is it that God said, there I will meet with you. It is over the mercy seat. That is where the dwelling of God in its highest, most concentrated form is to be found. It is called the Shekinah. And every time that God in his resplendent glory checks into that place, even the people that are legitimized to do business that they can't come in anymore. It happened with the tabernacle of Moses. It happened with the temple of Solomon when it was dedicated. After the prayers were made and God literally responded to that prayer and stepped into his house. The Bible says the priest that did minister, they could not go in because of the glory of the Lord that had filled that house. And you saw when Jesus eventually came into the world, he, he came into the earthly temple and he saw people that were doing all kinds of things, buying and selling. And he drove them all out. 
the Bible said, and he sat, and all that were sick, and all that were infirmed, they came to him, and he healed them all. The tabernacle is God's arrangement for bridging the gap between divinity and mortality. It is God's way. It is God's way of finding a way to come very close to his people, both to dwell among and to be able to be in fellowship and communion with them. Let us pray. Beiko velasi sairo faleme kovina susi la barako ataigo velimasu selamo. I want you to know tonight that your body is the temple of the Lord. There's a tabernacle. You are an instance of that tabernacle. You are an instance of that tabernacle. And the goal of God in mandating the tabernacle is to find a place to dwell. A dwelling place that's what the tabernacle is and it says know ye not that you are the temple of the living God and God dwells in you by his spirit tonight I want you to celebrate I want you to celebrate the God that has not been distant from us I want you to celebrate the God of community. I want you to celebrate the God of communion. I want you to celebrate the God of koinonia. I want you to celebrate the God of encounters. That's the idea. It is that the dwelling of God might be in the midst of his people. That's the idea of the tabernacle. And tonight, Jesus... I acknowledge your presence and your lordship in this vessel. Come into this house. Come into this house. Come into this house. Come into this house. Come into this house, Jesus. Come into this house, Jesus. This house is your home. This heart is your home. This life is a temple and this temple is your temple. Come into this place. Come in today. Come in to stay. This life, this life is your tabernacle, is your dwelling place. Let the presence of the Lord be palpable in my vessel. I want you to pray tonight from the personal standpoint before we transition into community. Because you are supposed to be an instance, an instance of the temple, an instance of the dwelling place of God. Mana Susalamina, I been a cobra funny sassy go for Lama, Mefeneske Brefenakuta, Abrikanasu Sekia Cobula, Arakio Copa Taskiba, Alemenaski Brufani Cobo, Ioko Masalia Cobila Natua. 
I see selamofo Aviria si si akini akaitute apiti sikipana kute sasile avili nasizi akaminoko paratala my body is your temple it's your temple it's your temple I don't, I don't know that you understand the implication of what I'm asking you to do tonight. I'm asking you to reaffirm the fact, the fact that you qualify, you are tabernacle. Your body is the temple. Your body is a dwelling place of God. And there are strict requirements for what can pass and what cannot pass. I am the temple of the living God. God dwells in me by his spirit. Everything that is anathema in the tabernacle is anathema in my life. Everything that is persona non grata in the temple is persona non grata in my life. I am the tabernacle of God. Can you stand in God's presence? Can you affirm to him? Can you release out of your belly CDs and affirmation of who you are? I'm available for the dwelling of God and God alone. Nothing else has a voice in this place. Nothing else has a place in this place. Nothing else has a voice in this house. Nothing else has a stake in this project. I am God's. I'm God's. And I am His for the dwelling. I'm not just an ornament. This is not just a prize. This is not just something built in honor of another. No, it is built for dwelling. It is built for habitation. It's built for habitation. This is not for aesthetic purposes. It's built for habitation. This is not a memorial. It is built for habitation. I am that tabernacle. Avilina se gavo miracote felakati akoma. Abrifanaso se de. Bere kopanati okuve velanata. Abrikanasi sa eliminato. Agemini si samo gobo. Igemela suzi karania. Nefatizi garioko. Abirikato akai. Nefontoskipa. Aprofotokapa. Alekombo suzi. Ivilimini kobo. Renaki keleme tubala. Abirina kutale motabo obrekati parati alembo doze bodugo bolobo godo bolabakade namato. This house is your house. This house is your house. Holy, tried and true. Ooh, we thanksgiving. I'll be believing. Sanctuary for. 
in your own words can you say that in your own words in the next 15 seconds in your own words I just want us to focus on the personal dimension the personal dimension of the implications of the tabernacle tonight tomorrow we're going to the body works we're going to the corporate body dimension the implications for the collocation of individual tabernacles will be our focus tomorrow. And the Lord will bring us a corporate blessing. But tonight you want to be sure that there is nothing, nothing, nothing that undermines the possibility of your individual life serving as a cotton, a piece of cotton in the broad sense and at the micro level an instance of the tabernacle your body is a temple of the living God tonight Lord we ask that you have the right of way you have the right of place right prosperously into this tabernacle take your place like you entered into the temple that day and drove off everything that was not in consonance with your ideal for the temple. Lord, we ask that you ride prosperously into every temple tonight. Every man, every woman, under the sound of my voice, can you ask him to ride prosperously? Ride prosperously. Ride prosperously into and through my temple it's yours it's yours you are the governing reality the animating reality of this temple everything that defiles everything that compromises everything that underwhelms that undermines everything that is a stain everything that is a blight everything that does everything that impairs everything that, that diminishes the lost the beauty the glory of this temple everything that abuses that misuses Jesus I am your temple you can come with a whip in your hand Lord Jesus you can come with a house cleaning Lord Jesus I am your temple. Lord, prepare me. Lord, prepare me. 
level. Everything that threatens your personal possibility on that God tonight just make that life bare to him. This is me, Jesus, and I am your temple. I'm your tabernacle. Everything that is not of you song into prayer and 
with a six. I am yours. Lord, that's it. I'm yours. I am yours. I am yours. Lord, anybody want to tell him that? I am yours. order me the way you want me to be I'll yield I am yours Lord we belong to you we belong to you and we came from you we return to you yours we are yours i belong to you jesus lord i came from you and i return to you i am yours i am yours we are yours we are yours we are yours, we are yours, we are yours, we are yours, we are yours. Lift your hands and say, I am yours, 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 I am yours. I am yours, I am yours, and I belong to you, Lord, I came from you, and I return to you, I am yours, Jesus, I am yours, and I am yours. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. When we set these 10 days aside, we said we wanted to make sure that we left nothing unprocessed in 2023. And unlike previous years, we didn't start teaching about the tabernacle again because we assume many of you had heard it the last few years, but 
It has pleased God tonight to remind us on these last two nights. As we heard yesterday, God speaks twice. Once to lay out an agenda and the second time to repeat with the blessing. And in between, the Bible says, he says, let us. Then he crafts and creates. Then he repeats the original agenda with a blessing. And I sense tonight, Lord is telling us, sons and daughters, there is yet some work of crafting of that tabernacle that I must do before 2022 is over. Because in 2023, I come to dwell. The instructions, the rebukes, the dealings, the corrections, the adjustments, the alignments, the recalibrations are because he has glory to pour. Yesterday he spoke to us and he said, I will signify it by my angel. That he is changing the laws of our reality by his glory. But we must yield, we must yield. Because we are yours, we are yours. One more time. We belong to you. Lord, we came from you. We return you. Because we are yours now and forever. We belong to you now and forever. Somebody just do a moment of consecration. Now and forever. We belong to you. Do business with God for the next two minutes. Now and forever. We belong to you. Now and forever. Now and forever. Lord, this much is true. We may wonder. But now and forever, we're so in love with you. Now and forever, we know that you will see us true. Now and forever, now and forever, we owe it all to you. Now and forever, we stand in you. Father, we reconsecrate this house. We reconsecrate this tribe to you. In any way that we have reconstructed our tabernacle with any other ultimate motive than that you may dwell in any way God we are not what we saw in the heavenly pattern we come on our knees before you and we say take this tent 
and reconfigure it. Kanimo satali akaba. Enuntavari kopali kanan tebelikaya. Rekonaya katapinekota. We say tonight that it isn't returning. We return. We return. As individuals and as a house, we return to the pattern. We remember that you did not fill that tabernacle incrementally. It was an I.O. moment. When it was done by your standard, then your glory filled the house. Light is come. Glory is pregnant. Now, Lord, we give you a pattern-driven container. Feel. Feel us. Feel our lives. Feel our homes. Feel our marriages. Feel our parental responsibilities. Feel our apostolicity to the wider world. Feel our ministries. Feel our congregations. Kaniat fill our cities fill our nations Jesus now and forever we belong to you now and forever we belong to you thank you sovereign one thank you great one thank you thank you for loving us thank you for choosing us thank you for insisting on us thank you for standing by us thank you for admonishing us for correcting us that you may conform us and then deploy us find glory through us in this next phase thank you for your servant tonight and the word that you have placed in his mouth we pronounce the blessings of heaven the fatness of the earth the dew from Mount Hermon we declare that his horn will you exalt like that of the wild ox and that he will be anointed with fresh oil that he will go forth and wax great till he is exceeding great and that in all this never will the day come where he is anything but a facsimile of your glory We say, blessed is he that has come tonight in the name of the Lord. And we bless him out of the house of our God. Kaikoma. Thank you, Jesus. If you're in the studio, stretch your hands, Reverend Gideon, for just 20, 30 seconds and just pray a blessing, a renewal, a strengthening. It's been a long year 
for many of us I know what it is to get to December and still have a few more notches on God's calendar for you we declare Lord that your servant will finish well that he will be fresher in spirit at the end of this year than he was at the beginning that his vision will be clear his heart steadfast and his mind refreshed that in 2023 he will be a rod you can stretch with accuracy and power and that the matters that concern him and his are first on your agenda let it be so as we have declared in the precious name of Jesus somebody clap your hands oh you people and shout unto God come on I said shout unto God come on come on shout unto God with a voice of triumph that, that wasn't a shout come on I said shout I said shout I meant it it, it, it wasn't religious come on now amen amen the shout is a weapon, but I'm not the preacher for tonight. Oh, thank you, my brother. God bless you so much. For those of you online, bless you for staying till the end. I noticed that there was an exodus at some point when the preacher stopped preaching. But for those of you who stayed till the end, may the blessing of the end be upon you in Jesus' name. A couple of quick announcements. We're back tomorrow at 7 p.m. UK time. Now, I saw a couple of comments in, this, in the comment section. Some people seem to have forgotten that the UK... And, and certain parts of Western Africa have diverged in time. Uh, so the details are on your screen. It's 7 p.m. UK time, 8 p.m. West African Standard Time. That's the time in Nigeria. If you're in Ghana, it's the same 7 p.m. For those of our, our family in Kenya, in Kisi, and in Nairobi, it is 3 p. No, it is 10 p.m. in Kenya. And if you're on the eastern seaboard of the United States of America, it is 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think that's an error on the flyer. It's Eastern Standard Time, if I'm not mistaken, at this time in the year. If you weren't around when we had our first uh, uh, opportunity to give, you are ready or you are able, if you're ready, to still do so. The details are in the video description section. They will be on the screen as well. If you're in the house, apologies, we can't put them there, but you can ask uh, Brother Tony at the on my right there if you would like to give tonight and he'll be happy to give you the appropriate details to do so amen and we're back tomorrow at 7 p.m i think i've said that already uh, a brief reminder there will be no quorum next week wednesday and there will be no sunday service this sunday on christmas day instead uh, as is our custom we are asking you to go spend time with family you can go to your churches of family members and celebrate Christmas with them. For those of us, our family in Nottingham and Sheffield, I will be with Reverend Gideon in Sheffield at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Victory Assembly with Pastor Musa and Pastor Eunice Bako. And if you are able to join us there, we will be glad to have you. And then we will be back for the end of the year crossover service on the 31st of December. We will be live from this same studio we are in right now. The details are on the flyer on your screen if you would like to join us can we stand tonight as we bless the lord on our way out hold a neighbor's hand and look at them and tell them wasn't that rich say wasn't that rich now tell them the end of a matter is better than the beginning i am looking forward to tomorrow i suspect that god will be up to some holy mischief 
in the spirit tomorrow and I am going to come with a very empty container because I want him to fill. Hold that hand and just gently squeeze it and tell them surely God's goodness and his mercy are already following you all the days of your life. And tell them starting tonight and forever you will dwell in the house of the Lord. God bless you. See everybody tomorrow at 7 p.m. Take care. Bless you. Bye-bye.